N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk yep. Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Woo. Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk uh. Record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 303 of the NYYST podcast. We're live on NYY News TV. I'm your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You! And we are about an hour removed from the New York Yankees advancing and defeating the Cleveland Guardians 3-2 to in the ALDS. Uh, they won today's game 5-1. to So, quick turnaround for the Yankees. They'll be in Houston tomorrow night at 7 o'clock for game one of the ALCS. Uh, I will be the first to admit that my prediction of a sweep on this show last week was pure bravado and uh, like a pump up. Uh, I don't, hold on. I don't think you called a sweep. I did. You said Yankees in four. I called a sweep. You called a sweep? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I knew this was going to be a hard fought series. I knew this was going to be a scrappy team to beat. They have really good pitching. We've seen that in this. We saw that in the series. I thought the Yankees could have handled it in four. It went five. But you know what? They're moving on. It's what everybody's been waiting for since what, what was opening day, March 30th. It's what everybody's been waiting for all season long. Round three of the ALCS, the Yankees and Houston. We're here. The Yankees are at a significant disadvantage, but fuck it. Let's go. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. I really don't. Uh, you don't I, I you don't kinda, know that they, you believe that, that they can't start their ace until game three. No, I think honestly, and Jameson Tyone has to pitch in game one. You don't know? look and man, the fact that they're the, they're still in the the the, the locker room getting uh, drunk right now instead of uh, you know having a practice day, uh, a, a workout down in Houston. No, I honestly, Let's, I think the ba- I think baseball playoffs more than any other sport. If, if when a team wins, it's just it takes something more than just what's on the field, than than just having your ace out there or anything. I think you're going to get a dominant performance out of either Tyone or who would go who would go game two game two at a at a trivia out of Tyone or or Sevi, and you're going to steal one in Houston, and that's all they have to do. I really don't see it as a disadvantage. I think Tyone. He's actually going to go out there and pitch a really good game. Great, but wouldn't you rather have uh, Garrett Cole going tomorrow night? Yeah, of course, but you know what? Garrett Cole stepped the fuck up in game four of this series, and that's why the Yankees, part of the reason why the Yankees are playing tomorrow. So, you know what? I'm not going to go into this with any negative energy. I don't think the Yankees are at a disadvantage. I think they're riding fucking high right now. Well, and, I think you're being ridiculous if you don't think they're at a disadvantage. No, because look, play, no, because look, having to play even, tonight and not having Garrett Cole. But ready listen, for game bro, three. listen, bro. Even on a level playing field, the Yankees are at a disadvantage. Houston is a much better. Right, I agree with you a hundred percent. So, That's so, bro, why. it's going to take more than just the talent on the field. You got, you need a little baseball magic, man. I'm telling hey, you, Tyone's well, got a fucking. Dr- you know how we said Cole had to drop his dick and balls out on the mound. Oh, that's what Tyone's got to do, man. He's got to step up. Next man up. Let's go. I'm telling you. I don't see it as a disadvantage. I see it as they're fucking there. They're ready to go, and and they're not going to let this fucking team beat them for a third time. We cannot let that happen. 
I don't. I'll be honest with you. We'll talk about this as the show goes along. I, I'm, I, I'm going in as a as a fan, a hundred percent. I'm going to let that take over my my thoughts. But analyzing it, I don't like the way that the series is is shaping up for the Yankees, just because they had to go five with no off day, and we don't have call to game three. Stranger things have happened. Obviously, we're all going to root for the Yankees to win this thing. But I mean, I'm not I'm not in love with the way the Yankees are lined up in Houston right now. But you know what? Like you said, dude, all they got to do is find a way to win one game in Houston. So figure it out. Yeah, figure figure it out, man. And and you know what? Someone in the chat just said one guy stating facts, the other guy's wishful thinking. I'm I'm the one guy who never just does wishful thinking. So I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to stay positive right now because I'll be honest with you. After the Yankees dropped game three the way they did, I thought there was really no way in hell that they were going to pull it together and win this series. And it was going to be one of the worst heartbreaks that we felt because the Yankees are a much better team than Cleveland. They could, if they lost to Cleveland, it would have been a real big upset in my opinion. I did not think it was going to be this hard, nor did I think it was going to be as easy as a lot of people thought, but it would not have sat well with them losing in the ALDS to Cleveland team that they Cleveland has the pitching advantage for sure. But you know, the Yankees should have handled their business. They did. It took a game longer than I really thought that it should have, but you know what? The only thing that really, I don't think it really cost any, the Yankees. It did. It cost them Nestor in game one. I would even feel better if they had won this in four and we could have had Nestor in game one. Well, but, um, well, the schedule didn't help. The rain didn't fucking help. I thought, this, first of all, let's just talk about the schedule for a second. The schedule is abysmal. Have you seen the ALCS schedule? Yeah, both championship series are like that. They're, That's they crazy. Both play, they both play games one and two with an off day for travel, and then games three through seven or with no off days in both champ. Now, I look. I don't want. I don't want to get off too far off on this because we got a lot to talk about. But whoever came up with the playoff schedule for Major League Baseball has to be fired. Fired. How you built in, how you built in not one but two off days into a five-game division series, but you're only giving one day off where you could possibly have two travel days, three travel days, I'm sorry. Uh, Is it two or three? It would be after three. Two. It doesn't matter. Two travel days, okay? Where you could possibly have those two travel days in a seven-game series with only one off day playing five games in a row. I mean, who, th- who thought that was a good idea? We've never seen that. Traditionally, it goes, you usually have one, two, day off, four, five, uh, three, four, five, day off, six, seven. Right. Makes no sense. I've never seen, and then conversely, I've never seen uh, a day off after game one in, in a no. division series. I've never seen that before. And I got to be honest with you, that day off mixed in with the, with the rain out, I think if the Yankees don't have that situation, I think if they play game one, they win, they go right into game two the next day, they possibly sweep this series. I thought that took a lot of momentum out of the Yankees, out of the Yankees in, in Cleveland's favor. And uh, but you didn't want to, yeah, but I'll tell you what, you didn't want to believe me last night, but I'm telling you, and I'm going to say it again for everybody that's listening on Apple Podcasts. If you are, please leave us a five star rating and review. And anybody listening, uh, watching right now live on NYY News TV, subscribe to the channel, like this video. Uh, that rain out, even though the Yankees did want to play last night, uh, and I listened to Boone on the pregame with Susan, 
he and I, you could tell in his voice that he was ready to play last night. They wanted to play last night, but they're not mad they didn't play last night because it helped them. Yeah. You can say whatever you want. It did. It did because they got Nestor for five innings today. They had Wandy on a day with rest because you know Boone did not want to throw Wandy Peralta four days in a row. He just doesn't want to do it. He would have had a fucking aneurysm in the dugout. Oh, absolutely. So they gave Wandy a day off. And as much as Cole said that he was ready to go, I could not imagine a scenario where Boone would have put Cole in the game last night. Cole was going in the game today. Had Wandy probably let up another uh, base runner there. So it absolutely helped the Yankees. And as much as I love Terry Francona, I think he's a hell of a manager. He had a bad game today. Didn't challenge that play uh, at first base when Rizzo wasn't even clearly close. Got, Rizzo clearly got beat to the bag. And unless you know, and, and again, we're not in the. Uh, oh, can't say that. Okay, can't say it. Okay, okay, okay. We're not Guardian fans. We don't know. I know Bieber was uh, hurt last year. And uh, Francona said he's not jeopardizing the kid's future for one game. He had nothing today. He couldn't, you couldn't even go opener situation yeah. with Bieber. Mm. I, I mean, Savali going today for the Yankees, uh, for Cleveland, was pretty much, if the Yankees scored in the first inning, that was, I, that was the game right there. And they did exactly that. And I said this to you uh, and plenty of other people today that asked me, the Yankees needed to not just score a run in the first inning. They needed to score multiple runs in the first inning. And Dig Bick went up there, and he swung that Dig Bick. Three-run home run. And you know what? It wasn't really close after that. The Yankees did exactly what they needed to do today after that Yeah, point. they left you a know, couple runners on where you wanted to see him score later on in the game, but they did the, their fucking job, man. The Yankees, I mean, the Yankees could have easily won this game 8-1, to 9-1. to one. That's something they're going to have to clean up in the ALCS if they want to beat Houston. They can't leave these runners on uh, like they did today. There were several instances where they, they got runners in scoring position uh, with no one or two, you know, even one or two outs, and they, they couldn't drive them home. Rizzo had a big hit there. That fifth run really iced the game there. Um, so... Um, you know, just going forward now, you like to see them clean that up and get some big hits. Even, even with a lead, you, you just don't, you don't want to leave anything to chance there. So I, I got to uh, say, man, I, I, I know he came through and you just said it with Rizzo. I love him in a big spot like that. I really, even if he's like, even if he's in a bad slump, striking out a lot, there's just something about Rizzo coming up in that clutch moment that I trust. And got, you know what it is about Rizzo too. It doesn't always come to fruition, but you know he's got an approach up there. Yeah, he, he he's not even you know he'll you know if it's in a spot for him he'll swing for defenses with two strikes, but that's not what he's all about. No. He's looking to make contact, put the ball in play, especially when he's down well, the count. That's why he he hovers over the plate like that, and he's able to choke up. He's able to shorten his swing, and he covers the entire plate. I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but that base hit. That was on the outside part of the plate, right? He was able to get a good piece on it. Does, I mean, does Kim Rizzo hit anything on the inside part of the plate? No, so he gets far? hit. He gets hit by the pitch. <laughs> it's crazy. So, um, yeah. So today's game, uh, Aaron Judge hit a home run. That was just it, yeah. He's got four hits and uh, I believe eleven strikeouts in, in the series. Uh, Bob Casas, you know, couldn't help but to remind us Jesus. how many how many strikeouts Judge had. Um, 
you know, it's a little bit frustrating watching Judge strike out like this. But you know what? Had some big hits in this series. Uh, you know, you can't get on him too much. The guy did so much this season that you can actually look at it and say that Aaron Judge might be the sole reason the Yankees won the East. So we don't even know if we're talking about the Yankees in the ALDS without Aaron Judge. So, I mean, if he's going to slump for five games where he still impacts two of them, you just need you need him to say, okay, you know what? We got through this division series with you slumping. Real, first real bad stretch you've had in the entire season. Let's go now. Now the Yankees need... 62 home run Aaron Judge. They need that guy yeah. to nearly want a triple crown in to, to beat Houston. Because I'm telling you right now, if Judge is going to strike out 11 times in five games, the Yankees are probably losing in five games. I'll just be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it. you got to take silver linings where you can get them. And that's one of the things I thought about, man. This team was able to, to win a series, a tough series, with their with the guy who carried this entire offense all season – not really doing much, and not really doing much, by the way, still produced two home runs, and how many RBIs? Three or four? Three. Three? So, I mean, I'll still take it. I'll still take it. You know, they got they got guys finally backing them up. I really like Torres leading off, to be honest. I think he's had some good at-bats. Hey, he drew a couple walks, and he, and he uh, scored both times that he drew a walk. I love so. it. I really like him up there. I wouldn't change a thing. No, um, I mean, Glaber Torres, I, I've been on record on this show as saying that the Yankees need to trade him in the offseason. I don't want to back off that, but I was I saw a stat. He's a 300 postseason hitter, so, I mean, you love that. Yep. And also, he decided to let Josh Naylor know who, exactly who was going to sleep today and then said that he felt it was disrespectful that Naylor did that and that now they can watch the Yankees on TV. So Yeah, well... <laughs> That's what happens when you act like a fucking fool. But I got to say something about Torres, and I, I was the first to say I wanted him gone. He he had a great start to the season. He absolutely fell off the planet like no other player I've ever seen in my life. What was his OPS during that stretch? It was non-existent. Dreadful. It was dreadful. It was so bad watching him. He was one of the worst players in all of baseball. He's probably hovering in the 400s. But you know what? He stepped back up again. And yeah, he when the some, needed to turn. And yeah, if you look on. at his entire season, he had a really good year. And I'll tell you what, when you leave him at second base in his comfort zone, he's a damn good second baseman. I really don't know if the Yankees are going to feel like they have to move on from him at this point, especially no, with DJ really not being 100%, and you don't know how much you can rely on the guy anymore. Personally, I don't think the Yankees are going to move on from him. I just get He's a very, very frustrating player to watch because you know how damn good he can be. Yeah. And then there's just times when he disappears and then he plays with his head up his ass and you're just like, he's got to be somebody else's problem. And then, you know, he obviously loves being a Yankee. He obviously show he knows what it's like to play in October. He shows up in October. So, I mean, it's going to be hard for, and he's going to make a respectable amount of money, but nothing that's going to break the bank. Uh, unless the Yankees are absolutely ready to say that, you know, we'll go Volpe. We'll move one of these guys to shortstop, and you go Volpe Peraza up the middle. I can't honestly. I don't see the Yankees moving on from him. At least not next year. Yeah, and and you know what? With with Glaber, his biggest thing was he, he really needs to mature as a baseball player. 
And what I mean by that is he would always take his slumps at the plate out onto the field with him. And, and even if, you know, he walked, he would, he would take it with him on the base pass. He would just play stupid baseball. And I feel like the fact that he came back out of this awful, miserable slump this year and really finished out the year pretty nice and he's having a good postseason so far, maybe we're seeing that turn. Maybe maybe he's going to turn it around and have a more consistent year next year. I don't think the Yankees move on from him, nor do I think they should anymore. And I was a huge advocate for moving on for uh, from him. So just looking for some notes here before we get into some other things here uh, regarding the roster. We um, we know that uh, Arolas Chapman's not going to be on the ALCS roster. Oh, man. Uh, it doesn't look like Benintendi will either. I mean, that's see, lose. See, this is where the Yankees kind of get themselves. I don't want to say get themselves in trouble, but it really hurts the lineup when they don't have Lemayu and Benintendi. Mm-hmm. And and I think and I haven't seen anything on Lemay. <coughs> excuse me, I haven't seen anything on Lemayu, but I can't imagine that he would pro- that he would get the call here. Let me ask you a question, Lemayu. Let's just assume for once that the Yankees are going to continue making the right choice and and keep IKF on the bench. Would you be opposed if DJ says he's at least 90%? And I know I just said keep him at second base. He looks comfortable. But maybe would you try DJ at second, Torres at short, and Cabrera in left field? I'm sorry, uh... You'll have to repeat that because I was just reading something. If about DJ, if DJ is good enough to go, I and I know I'm kind of contradicting myself. I said Glaber Torres looks good when you keep him at second, uh, but in dire yeah, in I, dire what times, I, would you move him to short and play DJ at second and Cabrera in the that's outfield? One of those, that's one of those things that I can't ever do again. I can okay. never ever put Glaber Torres at short. I mean, you tell me that if. You know, every every other possible option on the roster had to be removed from the game, and I have to put him there. Yeah, obviously, but I, will I make a conscious decision to start him at shorts? I can never do that. Well, again. then here's your best lineup, and, and and the Yankees need to fucking get over it and just and just make it happen. If DJ's good to go, because we do need a con, you know, not having Benintendi against the Astros is tough because he's a he's a big contact guy, and you need that against a team like the Astros. DJ could be that guy if he's healthy enough. And and you would need him in the lineup. Do you possibly put Stanton in left and let DJ DH? I, I, that I don't know about because just because uh, he's so versatile in the infield, I wouldn't want to lose that. Yeah, but if game. he's not 100%. I think, he, I think he plays defense still pretty well. I think we... We've seen him still play defense really well while hurt, but he can't hit while he's hurt. So maybe, I mean, would it be that big of a deal playing him over Donaldson? I mean, Donaldson had a had a good couple games, the first couple games of the series, but, I mean, the guy seems like an automatic out. Yeah, you, I mean... If you need a contact uh, guy. You, you, you need a guy like DJ or... Or Benintendi in this lineup if you're gonna if you're gonna beat the Astros. Yeah, I mean uh, you're you're telling me to fight for guy that I've been calling Wash Donaldson all year. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. He's very good defensively, but I think 
DJ at third is good enough where you won't really feel it. So Judge kissed the NY on his jersey tonight. He said yep. it was for the it was for the fans. The fans brought the energy from every uh, brought the energy tonight from the very first pitch. That was his quote on that. Uh, Garrett Cole said that he was told he'd be entering the game if Stephen Kwan came to bat. Uh, Miles Straw made the last out. So if Straw got on, uh, Cole was coming in the game. Yeah, because you saw Harkey pick up the phone out there. Yeah, let me let's get to this right now, okay? Garrett fucking Cole, man. All year long, bro. All, all I should say, all off season. I was like, I can't wait till this guy comes out and shuts everybody up. The SMD tour, blah blah blah. And you know what? We all remember what COVID was like, twenty twenty, and all these bands and performances that got canceled. Their tours got canceled. I might have said it here last week. If I didn't, you know what? Just like all those tours got rescheduled, the SMD tour got rescheduled for game one of the ALDS. And fucking Garrett Cole, man, if it wasn't for IKF, he would have been standing on the mound at Yankee Stadium in the eighth inning of a postseason game. So even though he won, he only won six and a third, that really wasn't his fault. He was a little, I don't want to, I don't know, rusted. But you know sometimes Cole takes, it takes him a long time to get through the first inning. Yeah. Well, he figures out what's working for him. He threw a ton of pitches in the first inning. Then those plays that IKF didn't make behind him robbed him probably of a good two to three outs in that game where it definitely cost him two outs, but saying he could have got maybe another two, three, four outs in the game. Okay, so he did his job in game one. The Yankees won. And then, you know what? In game four, when the Yankees were up against it here after – a crushing, an absolutely crushing loss in game three, which we need to talk about, but we'll get to that in a minute. Where if the Yankees don't win, they go home and they lose soundly three to one to the to the Guardians. Garrett Cole said, I don't think so. And he fucking went out there and you know what? Ace shit, bro. That was ace shit on the mound. That's what I'm saying in, re- in reference to Cole. That's my thing now. That, that was ace shit. In game four, okay? The, okay, do you like the fact that... First of all, I don't know why the Yankees couldn't get uh, the catcher Hedges out, okay? The guy had batted like sub-200 all season long. They walked him like four times in the series. He yeah. had a couple hits, too. So you don't like that because, okay, you want to say one of the 94 balls that dropped in that Bermuda Triangle between the left fielder, shortstop, and third baseman uh, fell in, and that's what's... But fine, but... Dude, he walked hedges. Uh, you know, you want to be mad about that. You want to be mad about the home run that he gave up to Naylor. But once the, the Yankees grabbed the lead in that game, and Garrett Cole was on fucking cruise control from there on out pretty much, except for that one pitch that he made to Naylor. So, you know what? That That's exactly what you needed from Garrett Cole. You needed him to not be – you needed him not only to not be the reason why you lost games, you needed him to be the reason why you won games. And that was the reason why the Yankees won game one and four – that because he went out there and he pitched to be the fucking ace that he's supposed to be. And then you want to talk about fucking getting excited and being and falling and fucking love with a guy all over again. When we knew, when we thought we were going to play, uh, Mon- what's today? I, these days I are all know. Run to- so together. It's Tuesday. Monday, when we thought we were playing Monday and you're reading quotes that like Garrett Cole goes in there on zero days rest 
after throwing 110 pitches, telling Boone he's good to go tonight. You're like, this is the fucking guy right here. Yeah. This is the fucking guy right here. And the fact that, you know what, we don't know how it would have worked out tonight, but just the fact that he, one batter away, this dude's in the fucking bullpen, try, getting ready to close out the ALDS, man. You know what? We doubted him all year long, and rightfully so, man. The guy had some really tough moments. Uh, gave up a ton of home runs, man. But the SMD tour, bro, he it's back on, and he's fucking showing you why the Yankees need him on this fucking team. They don't win without him. No, and we said it probably with like a month or month and a half or so left that in the season. It didn't season. even matter what the rest of right. the season we, looked we like. We said, you know what? Garrett Cole could either go out there and get lit up for the next 10 starts to end the season or he could be dominant. It doesn't matter anymore. The season was pretty pretty disappointing for him and we said he could totally redeem himself in the postseason. He has totally fucking redeemed himself and Garrett Cole did something, I th- believe it was game one, that he hasn't done in probably two years. And that was face adversity and overcome it. When he gave up that home run and the Quan and, and, and they went up the one nothing, and he hit the next batter, and then didn't they have the bases loaded? They did at some point in that inning, and he fucking got out of and it. And then was and then it was uh, the umpire missed a beautiful, right, beautiful uh, pitch, beautiful pitch. I was screaming. I actually almost threw my fucking remote through the television because it was. And, and in your head as a Yankee fan watching Cole all year, you're going, that was he's it. Give up that's, the, he's, that's, that's the pitch. It. And now he's going to give up a grand slam. And he fucking went out there and threw it again and blew it fucking by him. And I said, that's it. Garrett Cole's fucking back. That's something we haven't seen him do in a long time. And, and from there, I had all the confidence in the world in game four. Even though I was a little nervous, I didn't know if the offense was going to show up because of that terrible game three loss. And he went out there and got it done, man. That's your ace. That's the guy that we need. You could put the regular season behind you. I don't even care about any of his stats. It's all about October right now. I mean, if you go to his, I mean, look, you want you want to say that 2020 doesn't count. That's fine. But he had three postseason starts in 2020. All of them were really good. Yeah. And all anybody wants to remember is the wild card game. And you know what? I think we can take that one and just throw it away. He was not healthy in 2021. Now, we said on this show numerous times, you get no excuses when you take the ball. But that's not that guy that pitched in Boston. That's not Garrett Cole. No. That's not the guy that we can now come to expect when he takes the ball in a postseason. He was game. a shell of himself. And, and you know what? Again, you commend the effort and, and wanting to pitch even though you're hurt. But sometimes, especially when you had other guys last year like Nestor who could have went out there and pitched. If you don't, if you know you don't have one hundred percent, you know, and 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 you know there's other guys out there who do that could get the job done. I don't believe you should have taken the ball, but that's in the past, man. And you got to put that behind you. We're looking at a different guy right now. You're looking at a guy but, who you want to take the ball every single night. Look, you got to have full confidence in him in Game Three, hitting the mound at Yankee Stadium against Houston. You got to have full oh, confidence for sure. in him right now. I kind of like that too. You want to talk about advantage, disadvantage. I understand you want your ace on the mound for game one. I love the fact that he's taking the ball game one at Yankee Stadium. He's a much better pitcher at home. You got the crowd behind you, and that's a game you have to win. If you steal one, if you steal one in Houston like you need to do, and then you have Garrett taking the ball for game three at home, I don't know if it's much of a disadvantage. They're going to have to steal one either way. 
And then you have a pivotal game three at home, and you have Cole on the mound. He wouldn't be available again until game seven, and it would be on short rest. That's okay. the only thing. Oh, who cares? I mean, you, you hold on. Let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Do you doubt him on short rest at this point? No, but I don't know if he's locked for. I don't know if you're going to get 110 pitches out of him in short on short rest. It doesn't matter. If it's a game seven, everyone, all hands on deck, doesn't matter. Yeah, but I want my horse on the mat. I want him. On He'll the be mat there for eight innings. He'll be there. I don't want. I don't want him. No, we can maybe get five let's, out of him. Hey, let's get there first. Let's get there first. Yeah, look, this is, this will be something that we, uh, would be a good problem to have. Okay, 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 okay. okay. All right, so the other the other guy, the other big pitcher here uh, for the Yankees is uh, Nestor Cortez, the uh, the team mascot. Now, <laughs> yeah, now, uh. now let me let me let me touch on this, okay? Because I'm getting I'm getting really tired of this shit. You guys, I've said a lot of things on this show over the course of the fi- over over the course of five years, but because I called Nestor Cortez the mascot in spring training, you know, I'm I'm a stupid bastard, apparently, okay. Now, you guys want to take an out-of-context, 40 seconds out-of-context of a rant. You guys do you, okay? But I'm not mad that Nestor Cortez went out there and pitched a winning game today. Like, what a dumb thing that somebody said to me today. Really? So, you mu- Look, to, to your defense, and, and I wanted to say this and get into it on Twitter, but, I, you know, it's not even worth it. You weren't even mad at Nestor at the time. If no. you go back and listen to the whole clip, that, you were angry that Brian Cashman didn't reinforce the rotation and we were relying on him when we didn't know if it was a fluke season. Did I unfairly take a shot at Nestor Cortez? Yes. I, I, I'll put the bed right here. Did I unfairly take a shot at Nestor Cortez when we did the NYY News TV preseason show? Yes, I did. I called him a mascot, but... Because I was frustrated. And if you listen to the whole friggin' rant, maybe you'd understand that. Instead of being a friendless virgin and, and cutting 40 seconds of audio to make yourself feel better about the fact that you're a loser in life, okay? That my problem was is that we didn't know if Nestor Cortez was the real deal because he threw 93 fucking innings in 2021. And the fact that fans thought we didn't. For some fans that thought we didn't need rotation help because of that. And the fact that Brian Cashman didn't go and get rotation help because of that. Those are all fair things in in March to sit there and talk about, okay? So from then on out, there are hours and hours on this YouTube channel of me talking about Nestor Cortez. Go find one negative thing I've said about Nestor Cortez. We had a whole show where we said we were wrong. We had a whole show where we said it's to a point now where you can't doubt him anymore. He's proven himself. In fact, I believe when they set up the rotation and we were debating whether or not Garrett Cole or Nestor Cortez would get the ball in game one, I said to you, I like Nestor in game two because there's nobody on the mound I'd rather have when if the Yankees are up against it and in game five than Nestor Cortez. Why did you? Why don't you go and clip that, you fucking jerk off? Yeah, we know no, who we, you are too, bro. Yeah, we yeah we, we I mean, know who we know. you are. So let's just put that to bed, okay? Okay. Let's now let now bed. let's talk about one of the gutsiest, brilliant, short rest postseason performances oh, I have Nessa ever was great today. Fucking Nessa seen, was dude. Great today. Ever, ever. And what he did out there. Here's what I said to some to someone. I I said. You got to just watch him because he's a junk ball guy. 
So if you're going to have a bad nester, you could have it in two ways. Either one where he's not finding the plate or or another where he's finding too much of the plate. And first batter, who who's the leadoff guy? It was Quan the leadoff um, guy? Yeah. Hits one into right field. And I'm like, fuck. That caught a lot of the plate. Next oh, because the Yankees won today, you can go to Gillette.com and use promotion code Yankees to get $3 off your razors. Okay. okay. But uh, we, we like to use Manscaped. Okay. okay. Um, and you know what? Yes, After as, that, he... As my cousin who sat in on the show uh, a couple of he times... He hasn't shaved in, in three years. And uh, is in the chat right now. Would like to let everybody know that I also hate him so much that I went and spent money to have him autograph a baseball for me. That's how much I hate Nestor Cortez. Yeah, right. <laughs> True. True. Um, you know, he settled in. He got the pop-up bunt. Just went, Bryce Harper just went deep. Man, Phillies, Phillies, take a, Phillies, Phillies take a one nothing lead in the fourth inning here. The dark horse. Yeah, he, he hit 500 in, in the division series against the Braves, yeah. but the Yankees... Don't have Bryce Harper because we, had we were waiting. Elkari. Yeah, we were waiting. No, um, we we're waiting. No, just remember that the Yankees didn't get Bryce Harper because we had Jacoby Ellsbury. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, he settled in, got the pop up bunt, and then uh, pop up to to Cabrera, and then a, a line out to Donaldson. Got out I mean, of the you inning. Wanna, you want to talk about uh, turning points of the game? Ahmed Rosario. Did Nestor Cortez such a huge favor? Swinging at that three zero pitch or three one pitch? No, popping up that bunt. Oh yeah, big time. I didn't know if it was Rosario. Someone might have been the rookie kid. Uh, it was either three zero or three one, and he swung at a pitch. That might have been when J Lo was on the mound, though. Who Loizica, by the way, was was fantastic today. Um, yeah, no, he looked. He looked like. Look, here's today. the thing, right? The Yankee bullpen. Everyone's talking about how how battered and bruised they are, how in shambles, how much in shambles they are. When you have Peralta pitching the way he is, Holmes looking like he's pretty damn good again, and J Lo throwing the way we we thought he would all year, pretty good bullpen. And they yeah, haven't I mean, even used Herman, by the way. No, I think uh, the. If you think about it, the real damage from the Yan- against the Yankees bullpen came against Jameson Tyone. It came against Clark Schmidt. Yeah, well, Tyone from- gave up like a couple bloops. Yeah, but they also gave up a fucking rocket there in that inning. Yeah, but that's wild to look at. Postseason home run leaders and Harrison Bader's second. <laughs> that's crazy, man. He uh, Bader, another guy just stepping up. His energy is through the roof. He fucking walks in the what was it, the second inning today. Walked in the first or second inning today, and he's just fucking fired up, screaming into the dugout. I love this guy, man. I got a man crush. Look, I, so do I, big time. And you know what? I rip Brian Cashman on the show all the time. I will continue to rip him until this team wins a World Series. But, and again, I'll say it: the Jordan Montgomery trade did not bother me because of the talent we were getting back. It bothered me because they didn't reinforce the pitching, and because. Bader was hurt, and we didn't know if he was definitely coming back this year. However, however, it was a I got to give him credit. It was a phenomenal move because let's be honest, Montgomery wasn't getting the ball in the postseason as good as he was, and you have Bader now, who's a guy that this lineup really needed. 
He didn't even make one of the two starts for St. Louis. Crazy. I think he came out of the bullpen in one of the games, but he didn't. I don't believe he started. So, so I'll rip Cashman. I honestly, I don't. Joey Gallo zero postseason at best. Zero, year, zero. Okay. So I'll rip Cashman. He does not deserve a lot of credit right now, but he when it's due, it's due. And the Bader trade was a great move. No, absolutely. I I, I think that the like you said, the for me, it wasn't even so much that they didn't get another pitcher. It was the fact that he traded for this guy and we didn't see him for six weeks. That was the big problem for me. Because the Yankees almost did kind of make a trade for another pitcher because they slotted Herman in there, and he was really good as a starting pitcher. I yeah. mean, he really filled uh, Montgomery's role well. Very well. Uh, so well, that was here, a big frustration. Here's my problem. Here's my frustration with Brian Cashman with, the, with all those moves. He trades for guys that were hurt, and now they're all hurt again. It's like... It's like, oh man, Every you're telling single. me Montas is his shoulders hurt? Yeah, because we fucking traded for him and he was hurt. And and wasn't Efros having pain before they before they acquired him? I did not hear that, but that's really unfortunate that the Yankees lost Efros uh Tommy John surgery. I mean, that sucks for him. Uh, it sucks for the Yankees. Uh so he's gonna miss next year as well. Um yeah, so you look at all the big moves that the Yankees made at the trade deadline. Ben and hurt. Now that's a fluke thing. You can't fluke. blame Brian Cashman on that. But trading for Montas, yeah, that's what you can blame him for. And I heard somebody say this the other day, and I've been meaning to either tweet it or say it on the show because it resonates with me so well. The Mariners. Everybody said, "Oh, look what the Mariners gave up! Look what the Mariners gave up for Luis Castillo!" Right? The Mariners GM never saw. He he said this, and I'm you know, paraphrasing here. He said he never saw what they gave up. He was looking at what they gained. That's that's how you do it. And look at how the Mariner season turned around. And I'll tell you what, man, what a heartbreaking loss in game one. You go out there and you rip Justin Verlander to shreds at home after having another brilliant year. And you can't close out that game. That changed the whole series right there. And to me, and I said, look at what this guy, I don't know, I'm, the name is escaping me, the Seattle GM, but look at what he said. He said, it's not about what I gave up, it's about what I gained. But Brian Cashman makes trades based on what he gives up, not what he gains. Jerry DePoto. All right, Jerry DePoto. All, All right. right, Jerry DePoto, okay. That's what happens when you're Italian, okay? Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, just a lot of good stuff. Do you want to, you want, should we break down the game three loss? I just want to say this before we uh, before we go any further. I don't want this to be a, too much negativity, but it needs to be pointed out that for two years in a row, two consecutive years, in a win-or-go-home postseason game, Brian Cashman's hand-picked shortstop was not the starting shortstop. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I said it. I tweeted it. uh when their backs were against the wall in game four, I said another elimination game for the Yankees, just like last year. And if you remember, who was it? Velasquez last year at shortstop. Uh-huh, One of yeah. the first things out of Brian Cashman's mouth after that loss was that they needed to shore up the shortstop position. He had the greatest shortstop class of all time that he could have chosen from. And we got, we got sold and gaslit on IKF. And guess what? 
It took 165 games, but the Yankees finally admitted that he shouldn't be the guy at shortstop. And thank God, I know he had a little bit of a botched play today. Kind of blame, I kind of blame uh, Torres for for cutting across and maybe took his eye off the ball. He did bobble a ball today, but he's been great at short. He hasn't been challenged that much, but I trust him out there. I trust him out. I trust Cabrera at short way more than I trust IKF. And as I tweeted as uh, when the game ended, that's baseball, Susan. Uh, IKF uh, cleanly fields the final out to wrap up the Did you not hold your breath, though, when it was hit to him? I held my breath a little bit when he threw it across the diamond. Just just scrolling for any LCS news comments, but uh, nothing past what I announced earlier in the show. Um, yeah, man, like, I don't know. You want to go uh, too, too deep into this, but we do need to talk about it, man. Uh, in game three, you know, the Yankees took, um, it was a five, they were up five to three. It was five, three, right? It was 5-3, and let me just preface real quick by saying the reason why it's important we get into this and not just stay all positive is because a game like Game 3 cannot, cannot happen against the Houston Astros. So we need to break it down. All right, so basically, you're, you know, Wandy was dealing, okay? And he, I don't know if he would, if they did, but the if you want to, if they gave out, uh, MVPs for a division series. I think Wandy Peralta's name should be right at the top of the list. Oh, for sure. He's out there dealing. Now you know he he uh, you know he threw multiple innings. It was like uh, he, I, I forget, dude. Whatever it was, he came in the seventh, pitched the eighth, then he comes out for the ninth, and you're saying to yourself, you know, I understand that he's dealing, but this is uncharted territory here. It's not like Boone to do this. You know what's with Holmes, and then you know you're you're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. People listening to the game, you know, uh, Sterling speculating that he's hurt, and then Wandy gets in trouble. They go to Clark Schmidt, and then you're like, he has to be hurt. He has to be hurt because yeah. there's no way he's go Boone is going to Clark Schmidt with a healthy Clay Holmes. Now, it was a really good pitch. You got to credit the hitter. Uh, uh, what's his last name? Gonzalez, Oscar Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. F- for uh, making contact there, driving in to, to go to tying in winning runs there. But Clark Schmidt's not the play. We all know that. It was, And then it comes out after the game that he said, uh, Boone said he didn't have Wandy, uh, Clay Holmes available. That part of the reason for getting him on the roster was knowing that they couldn't use him in back-to-back games. <laughs> okay. And you know what, dude? You got, you got to take people at their word. That's the way I live my life. I take people at their word until they give me a reason not to take them at their word. So we all know that Holmes was hurt. It makes sense. I guess the Yankees, I mean, really, if you were going to leave him off the roster, did you want to, I mean, who would have taken his place? Albert Abreu? I mean, so what, so what's the better, I mean, what's the play there? If you, if you're just now, before all the information comes out, this is all filtering through your brain here. Would you rather have Clay Holmes for maybe two or three games or Albert Abreu? Right. You're going to take Clay yeah, Holmes for yeah. two or three games. Okay. Then it comes out that Clay Holmes didn't even know he was unavailable. That he, he walked in, he walked into Boone's office and said that he was good to go. Good to go. And there, who Aaron Boone is supposed to be the great community. And this is where you can get on Boone. Aaron Boone is supposed to be the great communicator. Does not tell this 
to Clay Holmes, why didn't he tell this to Clay Holmes? Because Aaron Boone's reasoning for not telling this to Clay Holmes was because he still wanted him to be ready in case he needed him. There's, but he was never going to use him. There's no other scenario where where you would use him more. We talk about emergency situations. That's an emergency situation, and I'll but and I'll say this. To Boone, the I understand. I understand, but that's also ridiculous because what are you doing there? You're using him as the as the last pitcher, and, and then what? what? And You're what letting him go one inning, right? I mean, come on, it doesn't make sense. It that's doesn't why add up. That's true. That's an excellent point there because let's say the Yankees. It, it goes deep into the night, 18, 19 innings. You which, we've, to, which we saw in this postseason. Yeah, which you, you've used Tyone, you've used Herman, you used everybody, you've maxed them all out, and Clay Holmes is the only guy left. What happens if you go into the 20, 20th inning tied at that point? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then what, Rizzo's coming in for the next inning if you don't score a run? It doesn't make sense, and nothing about it made sense. Here's what it sounds like to me. The Yankees as an organization, you know, they got together and it was just agreed upon that he wouldn't pitch back-to-back days and Boone had to do everything he could to kind of just hide that fact and it just turned out that that was, you know, I'm sure they're sitting there hoping they wouldn't even have a situation where you'd have to call on, on Holmes. And here's another thing. Let's just put it aside. First of all, I don't believe if you're going to have guys on this roster, I I understand your point of wanting homes for a couple games rather than a guy like Abreu. I I agree with you. But if you're on this roster, man, Michael K said it best, and I hate giving the guy credit. You baby these guys all year so that when October comes, it's all hands on deck at all times. There's reasons why guys don't pitch two, three days in a row on this organization, the only reason that makes sense is so that you're ready and willing to do it in October. And right, now he was he exhibited right, with Wandy Peralta, right? And so, well, by the way, if you're looking at not to cut you off, but to, if you're looking at the at a Yankee logic, Wandy Peralta was on the IL to end the fucking season, right? And they were going to throw him four days. They were going to throw him four days right, in a row, right? And my thing is, is like. If Holmes came to the to the ballpark and he admitted that he said he was a little sore, but then here's where everything turned for me. When I heard Boone say that it was just normal soreness, nothing to send up a red flag. At that point, I, I don't want to hear anything else. This guy was ready to go. Now, let's just let's just you know put that aside and say we're okay with the fact that they weren't going to go to Holmes. I still don't like the move. If, you, if you're if you in a situation where you don't have Holmes available, why not go to Herman there? Why not bring out Herman, a guy who can give you three, four innings if it does carry on that long, and a guy who has some pretty dominant stuff and had a really good season? Why are you going to Clark Schmidt, who time and time again, I like the guy, but time and time again, he's proven... He really doesn't have what it takes right now to get through a big situation. Bring out Herman. Let Herman lose the game at that point. I think you're just you're grasping at straws. At no, that I point. just don't. No I don't understand no. why. Because here's another point. You, you didn't trust. Schmidt. You didn't trust Schmidt to come in 
uh, what was it, the ninth or tenth inning the game before because you because you like Tyone better, but now all of a sudden you trust Schmidt to come in. Why not try Herman? They haven't seen but him all like, series. It's like an argument that I had with somebody in after game two when uh, in the tenth inning when they let when uh, Boone let Lo Castro take the at bat and somebody was ripping Boone uh, because he didn't pinch hit him for Aaron Hicks. And I'm like, you have no argument when the answer is Aaron Hicks. Right. Just like, I'm not saying you don't have an argument because when, it, when, it, when it's Herman, um, but also it's not like something that I'm going to get that, that wild over and be like, Oh, you should, you should have won a guy in Herman. You know, still at that point, you're not at your best. Yeah. And Herman was warming. He was warming at some point in that game. Yeah, he was. Uh, my boy Walker in the chat said I'm grasping at straws. I was going to wish you a happy birthday. Texas Ranger. Okay. Walker, Texas Ranger. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Happy birthday. Okay. No, Angel Lansbury died, right? Okay. 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 Yeah, she was and- a great, she was a great uh, actress. Voiced the, the role pretty well of Mrs. Potts. Okay. Uh, but and, I could have I could have cast it better. Rest in peace. But somebody was somebody said, "What was your favorite Angela Lansbury moment?" And they said, "The last minute." And you you won't <laughs> get this, but some somebody uh, somebody in the chat might. And they said, "The last two minutes of Murder She Wrote right before Monday Night Raw started." <laughs> no, yeah, I wouldn't get that. Wouldn't get that reference. I uh, I only know her Walker, from Beauty Texas, and the Beast. Walker Texas Ranger uh, also used to lead into Monday Night Raw. So those were like. I always remember like watching the last five minutes of both of those shows mm. before before wrestling started. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Uh-huh. Okay. all right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was that's the reason why. I mean, like going into the game on Sunday, it's not even the, how the Yankees lost; it's everything that led up to how the Yankees lost. You know, you felt like, and we were talking about this in, in our group chat that that Boone had lost the, the clubhouse at that point. Yeah, because then you got you got Sevy sniping at him, be like, "I don't know, you got to ask Boone." That's you know, I thought he's the closer, and you know, Boone, and you know, Sevy's not happy with the organization. He never wanted mm-hmm. to go on the six on the sixty day, and you got to give a lot of credit to Severino, man. He looked like he was ready to shit the bed in game three. He had two early runs in the first couple innings there, and then he settled in, and he's another guy. That got hurt because IKF couldn't make plays behind them. I think what Sevy only won five and two thirds. Yeah. But after those first two innings, man, he was dominating. He was everything that we love about Sevy when he's on the mound. And again, that's something I tweeted out of frustration that I hope that the Yankees don't pick up his option. Yeah, well, well, listen, <laughs> but outside of game three, the pitching really was great. The pitching was really good. No, outside of the tenth outside of the ninth inning of, of game three, the pitching right. was great. Right. Um, how did but, they lose? I mean, how did they lose game two? They didn't score. Yeah, Stan well, hit the home. What was the final I mean, score there? Uh, I don't know. Did Cleveland put up how many? I forget how many Cleveland put up in the in the in the tenth there, but it went two two into the ninth, into the tenth, and then I don't know how many they ended up scoring. Uh, let's see. Yeah, four two. It was four to two. Okay. okay. So I mean. Uh, I completely forgot the hell I was going to say. This happens once a show, at least. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, man, pitching pitching's been pretty solid. Um, I was a little nervous. You, you just mentioned Stanton hitting the home run, then the then the offense went silent. Right, they took a two nothing lead. I was a little nervous today after that three run homer. I was like, this team can't fall asleep now. 
And then Judge gets up the next inning, hits the home run, and then we were texting each other when Rizzo came up in that spot with Torres on second. That we, fifth run was Yeah, good. we said this has to happen. I said, I'll breathe a little bit easier if, if they get this run in. And sure enough, Rizzo pokes one out there and, and Torres scores easily. So, I mean, if you want to look, I mean, is there anything else that you really want to touch on the ALDS? Is there anything that no, comes to your mind? No, I just, that, that you think- let's just recap by saying this. Garrett Cole fucking balls out, shoved both games. I can't wait to see him on the mound in game three. And Nestor Cortez, man, I didn't think, I, 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 I know how good of a pitcher he is. This would be like, you know, Screech Powers hitting the game-winning shot for Bayside High. You know, when the mascot comes off the bench right? and he, he makes the big play for the Who's team. a better mascot, Nestor or Mr. Met? Okay. Listen. I don't I, know. The Philly I, Fanatic might have them both. Beat. I respect him as a, as a great pitcher right now, but I truly didn't know if he had it in him in a game five on short rest to come out and do what he did, man. He, I, it can't be said enough. He was absolutely brilliant today for the Yankees. Look, I hated Boone for pulling him. I think he should have went back out there for the six, but everything worked out. J-Lo looked great. And then you got, I liked the move with Holmes coming in in the eighth. And uh, Wandy, I tweeted this out. I thought it would be Wandy for the eighth, Holmes for the ninth. And I said, get you Cole know the out there are, warming up. And that's exactly what they did. You know, the Yankees are all about their lanes. And Wandy's lane was in the ninth inning with the batters they had coming up. So Yeah, but I, I like it moving forward. I really don't mind Wandy closing if they, that game. If, they, if the Yankees are, are God willing in a position to, clo- to close a game tomorrow night and Wandy's taking them out in the ninth inning, I don't care if it's all right-handed batters. I'm not going to say anything about it. No. I don't care if it. Even if it, God forbid, it doesn't work. No, he's earned it. it. It's he's earned. He's definitely earned it. Absolutely. That's another. I said this a couple of times on this show. It it baffles me that there's a part of Yankee Twitter that doesn't think he's a good pitcher. This guy has got balls on the mound. He's 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 absolutely can throw in any situation. Righties, lefties, you know, put out a fire, close a game. I've since. Since Wandy came over here, man, he's been fucking nails, dude. And I think he's he's, he's had to have earned a lot of people's respect Yeah, uh, with the way he performed in, in this here, series. Here's the last thing I'll say, and this, I guess, can segue to looking ahead. If the Yankees are going to lose tomorrow, I don't think they are. I really think they're going to steal this game. If they're going to lose, I at least hope it's a blowout. At, at least. Because if it's going to be one of these close games where the Yankees are either winning late or tied late and we and we go... What hurts the most about these games, like game three, is that you use your best guys again without without off days and you lose that game. It's just such a big toll. So if you're going to lose, at least fucking get blown out. That's all I ask for. But don't fucking lose. No, don't lose. Okay, don't lose. Okay. Okay. But I just want to say this, and, and then we'll move on here, is that in the preseason, after 93 innings, if you thought Nestor Cortez was going to be this good, you're fooling yourself. Absolutely. Right? He needed, honestly, honest to God, dude, he needed to go out there and prove that last year wasn't a fluke. And now he did that. And now Nestor Cortez is the fucking man, okay? The man. And I lo- Promotion. And I and I love his attitude, bro. And somebody's, and I wish I, you know, I should really do a better job of, of saving these things and pulling them this way they're ready for me on the show. But somebody asked him, is like, how do you feel about, you know, your performance today? 
you know, pitching a clinching game five on short rest. And he literally, and I remember this exact part of the quote. He goes, I literally, he goes, I've been in the gutter before. He goes, everything, now that I've worked myself out and, uh, and to be in this position, everything is, the, everything else is just a cherry on top. And I love the fucking attitude this guy has. And he's one out there and you, you got You know, we all know the story. We all know the story. Yankees DFA'd him, gave up on him. The Orioles gave up on him. Seattle gave up on him. 93 innings. I mean, was that enough of a sample size to believe it? And in my opinion, he needed to go out there and show it. And he did. He has showed out all year. Are you I, giving I him the promotion? Who, from, look, I don't from know. From mascot don't know who, to respected yeah, pitcher. Okay. Okay. Now he gets his own uniform. Okay. okay cut this clip. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't need to wear the turtle anymore, the turtle suit anymore. He okay. is he is a full-fledged New York Yankee. Okay. But... I don't know who I said it to because I do talk to on a lot. I talk a lot, <laughs> especially about this team. And there's been several different people on the show. Um, and I know I forgot what the hell I was going to say. Okay. Fuck. You need to do drugs or something. I do. You do. I had the whole point in my head. Nestor made the quote, love his attitude, goes out there, proves it, shoves. Yeah, it's gone. Gone. It's gone. If, so, it, if it comes back, let me know. I'm trying to think of where it went. This is embarrassing. This, usually I only have one of these, so I don't have two. Mm-hmm. That's okay. All right, wait, uh, you got any news here? Okay. Oh, there is some news, by the way. What's that? I didn't want to cut you off before, but uh, TBS announced that Bob Costas will not be doing the ALCS. Yeah, well, he had said that he was going to, he was, when he was signing off for Darling, he had said that he was going to be there and my heart fucking dropped. But then he was like, I will be in the, I will be in the studio doing the pregame show. Thank God. He made me miss Joe Buck. Yeah, Joe Buck, I mean, honestly. Joe Joe Buck's come around a little bit. I mean, you, you, you literally did not hear the man. I don't know how he, he was able to breathe. He was talking so much. Wild. Yeah. So uh, I guess the one thing I want to kind of look at here is as we uh, look ahead to Houston now that we're in the ALCS is uh, we know Hicks is going to be out six weeks. So that takes him out through the entirety of the postseason. Oh man. Um, the Yankees are going to need to replace him on the roster. It's got to be Peraza. Yeah. Right. For sure. I think it's a it's a no brainer. Would you start Peraza tomorrow? Um, I don't know. I I I absolutely wouldn't be against it, but it all de- honestly it all depends on what you're doing with DJ. If you're comfortable well, putting Stanton in the outfield, we're ruling out Benintendi. We're ruling him yeah, out. Yeah, he's out. He's ruled out already. He's ruled out. So I don't I'm know. Go, I, there's a lot to lot to look on, at. I mean, I'm going to go under the assumption that we don't have Lemayu. That's my. That's okay, what I'm Okay, then absolutely, he needs to be there, and I and I absolutely start him at shortstop. At, at this point, you cannot make a good argument for putting IKF back at shortstop. You just can't. And and guess but what? He, when they when they finally the, yeah, great, great. Listen. We've seen this with the Yankees before. Aaron Hicks got benched, taken out of the, you know, 
He's not playing anymore, right? They, they call him in to pinch hit late in the game. He draws a walk. Great at, and admittedly, it was a great at bat. And I said to you, he's playing tomorrow. Yeah. And yeah. Boone's going to, Boone's going to cite that at bat as the reason for him playing. And he, that's exactly what fucking happened. So don't think that because he, that he feels that ball cleanly, that the Yankees won't use that as a reason. To play him well, here's my night. thing, right? If they're not going to use Peraza, and I truly, in my in my gut, don't believe the Yankees will. I believe Peraza will be in the roster. I don't know if they'll start him. So here's my here's here's again my silver lining. If they're going to start IKF, which I think is a big mistake, if they are, at least you can say he's he's a decent contact hitter. He hit what two sixty, almost two seventy. Uh-huh. This season, and like I said, against the Astros, you want more guys like that. So maybe that's what the Yankees will be thinking. Who knows? But listen, there's a reason why the second this guy went on the bench, they won the last two games. You had a much better field out there, even with Cabrera, who doesn't, you know, does he really play shortstop? What's his He's, ne- I think he is a middle infielder. I pretty sure. Here's here's my thing. At the end of the day, you got to stick with what's working. Find someone to play left field. You got to keep. If if you're asking me Cabrera or IKF at short, I'm going Cabrera all day. I'm not changing it up. You know what? Because of those stupid fucking Crawford boxes out there in Houston, that's a very small left field. Would I honestly? I'd entertain Stanton. Well, Boone uh, said he would. Boone said he would entertain Stanton Stanton out there. And I don't see what the problem would be. He's a great outfielder. And uh. You know, I know Matt Carpenter didn't look great today. I thought he, I thought his first at bat, even though he struck out in game two, he 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 looked a lot better in that bat. I don't think he looked good at all today. Even though saying that, to add another left-handed stick in the lineup against Verlander to go Stanton left, for, uh, Carpenter DH tomorrow. You could do that because they're clearly not comfortable with him in the field. But here's the thing, man. You're asking. Carpenter, it's different when it was during the season and then he started to get more at-bats. You're asking a guy who missed the last, what, two months of the season to now come into the postseason against the best pitching you're going to see and take one at-bat every two, three games? That's tough, man. Of course he's going to look a little lost up there. Maybe you give him some more at-bats as DH. You play Stanton out there, and he starts to come around and gets a hold of a couple. See, they brought this up on the fan today, and I know it's moot now because Hicks is out, but I want I just want to get your opinion on it because I thought it was a really interesting debate. Given the two choices of IKF short, Cabrera left, or Hicks left, Cabrera short, what would you do? I'm going to be completely honest with you. Oh, man, that's so tough. Because Hicks really... I've never been so angry at just a play in my life when he lollygagged to that ball the other night. But I would honestly, I think I'd rather Hicks in the outfield and IKF on the bench. I really, I I don't know. There was just something about IKF not being on the field that just felt right. So I think I'd have to choose that. Yeah. Were you a little surprised going back to today's game that they went to uh, IKF at short instead of putting Locastro on left field. That surprised me. No. Mm-mm. Because it's exactly what you are anticipating. 
you know how you said he made the final play cleanly and whatever. What the Yankees are trying to do is they put him out there as as a defensive, you know, reinforcement, I guess, even though they benched him for his defense. He makes a clean play. They're hoping he rides that wave. And at that point, Hicks is out of the game, so they're thinking maybe they're going to be forced to play him at short. And that's exactly why they did it. So I wasn't shocked. I just don't. I, To me personally, I was hoping that Boom didn't do it because they were holding uh, LaCastro for a stolen base opportunity. Because when you're up 5-1, to one, I don't think that really is something that you should have been doing. Look, here's my thing. And if I'm wrong, I'll be completely shocked and happy. If I'm running the Yankees, Peraza's on the ALCS roster. and he's, Oh, my God. And he's starting at shortstop. The Yankee wives and girlfriends just post there's a there's a tweet of them doing the rock a baby and one of them is actually rocking their baby that's great is amy <laughs> in it uh she's not in the forefront i can i can't i don't know who who the, these women actually are but okay. definitely there's three of them there's four of them doing it and one of them is actually rocking their baby so okay. who just had a baby Cool. They all kind. They all did have just. Had oh yeah, they all were fucking out on paternity. It could be Trevino. No, Amy's pregnant right now. Oh, okay. 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 Um. But so that's great. So yeah, if I'm running the Yankees, Peraz is on this lineup. He's the starting shortstop. However, if I know the Yankees well enough, I just don't see. I can see Peraz being on the on the roster. I don't see them starting him at shortstop. Unfortunately. So. So this is a quote from Josh Naylor regarding getting booed today. That was sick. That was honestly like a dream come true. Playing in an environment like this, they got diehard fans. It's cool. The fact that I got the fact that I got uh, the fact that I got that going through the entire stadium was sick. Yeah, it was sick for us. You lit a fucking fire, you idiot. You fucking idiot. <laughs> Doctor, go uh, out to yourself. I reached out to Munch after the game, man. Like, I, I honestly, like, I, if this is a team, like, honestly, like, if you're just taking things per, uh, on, on a level here, that if you're, you don't have a dog in the fight, you kind of would like to root for the, for the Guardians. They're, mm-hmm. they're one of those teams that they're, they're fun. They're scrappy to watch. I hate them. You no, know, they're, they're, uh, they're, uh, what do you call it? Um, Schwarber just hit a fucking bomb. The Phillies are up to nothing now. Damn. He even Bryce Harper jaw uh, dropped that ball that ball went so far. But anyway, you know, you know their superstar Jose Ramirez plays the game the right way. He does. How can you ever root for a team that has Josh Naylor on it? No, I I honestly I don't I don't care for them at all. I actually really can't stand them. I can't stand Quan. I can't stand straw. What obviously, he, what I mean, what does what does Quan do? Because the pain in the because Quan had a chip on his shoulder after everything happened. You saw him after his base hits, nodding his head like "fuck you." He had a chip on his shoulder. I don't like. Well, him. do you believe that somebody people were saying racist shit to him? After I don't. Him? I don't. What it's a. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying maybe. One way or the other, maybe but. they did, and if they did, they can go fuck themselves. And I and I and I absolutely think they're garbage for if they were. However, right, so there's a way to handle his, yourself as a professional. And then you can see from their po- his point of view why he would not like the Yankee fans. Okay. Uh-huh. And that's fair. So maybe I don't like him because he actually had a very good s- series. I hate Naylor. Can't stand Straw. 
I don't like the rookie kid who comes up to fucking SpongeBob SquarePants because it's a kid's game. What are you doing? That's a that's embarrassing. If a Yankee came up to SpongeBob, I wouldn't go to the stadium. I I couldn't. Why Harrison Bader comes out to Candy Shop? That's an actual song. Okay. Like from from Fiddy. Yeah. Okay, it's a great song. (laughs) (laughs) What's the point here? No. Uh, If you're coming up to SpongeBob SquarePants, you're a loser. So uh, I just don't like the team. I love Frank Kona, though. I really do. I respect that man. I thought he managed a, a horrible fan, game honestly, today. Though, I'm a big fan of Jose Ramirez. Big fan of I, his. And I'll tell you what. Jose Ramirez does play the game the right way. He's a clutch player. The Yankees really did a good job with him because he came up in a lot of big spots. And even though he did come through in a couple, they weren't hard hit balls. He got, you know, the Yankees got beat by the shift. They had... Every single time he got up to left field, you know, whoever's in left field is playing pretty much in center. But he does that on purpose. Yeah, well, he's a good player. He's a great player. He really is. So I'll give them that. And I love Munch. Can the Yankees please trade for him? I know they just assigned him to an extension, but come on now. No, that'll never happen. Why? We'll give him Josh Donaldson. Yeah. We don't have Miguel Andujar anymore to trade. Uh, no. What about Clint Frazier? The irony of these, uh, some of the things that happened, the irony of these things, that the Yankees didn't want to trade Andrew Hart to Pittsburgh for Garrett Cole. <laughs> Wild. And then they DFA him, and where does he wind up? Wild. So, you know what? To, to Just to get back on track here, if you want to, if you want to say that DJ LeMay is going to make this team, which we don't know right now. As of right now, we don't know. I don't use him to replace Hicks. I want Peraza on this on this team. I want Peraza on the team in the ALCS. What I want to do, correct me if I'm wrong, is replace Marvin Gonzalez. Yeah, that was terrible today. That just proved that just proved how much the Yankees don't feel confident in Carpenter playing the field. I was shocked when it wasn't Carpenter coming out of the dugout. No, I really wasn't because I, I pretty much could have told you that they don't want him playing the outfield. I mean, he's telling everybody that he he's making himself available. The Yankees don't want any part of it, and I don't blame them, honestly. I would put I would definitely put Stanton out there. I wouldn't put Carpenter out there. Yeah. Well, at that point, you can't. He's DHing. No, but I'm saying going forward. Yeah, if, for sure. Uh, but if you're going to – if you want to get uh, LeMayu on the roster, I would replace – Gonzalez because in my mind I'm not starting LeMayu anyway I'm using him to to kind of be what Marwin's there right. for to have versatility off the bench to play a couple different positions right. Right. and if you have um, you still have LaCastro out there if you need to how do you call it get st- when you need to get Stan out if you're going to play Stan out in left field so and Cabrera is still there so he could play left we know he could play left field the other thing oh my did Harper get another one now it's going to die at the wall. Harper almost had another one. I saw what's-his-face's bomb. That was a four, 488 it went. I'm a big Bryce Harper guy, man. That's still pissing me off the yeah. didn't get him. Me too. He was second in the in the home runs this year, right? Behind Judge, he still finished like 25 behind him. <laughs> yeah, wild. Yeah. Oh, Hoosh. You are talking about Schwarber. Schwarber. Yeah. yeah. I think Schwarber ended with like 38 or 40. 
something like that. But the other oh. thing is, uh, damn, I mean, forty six. He ended up with. Did he really? Wow, wow, good for him. The other thing that we're waiting on is to see some pitching moves that the Yankees might make. Because uh, a, a day or two ago, uh, Boone said Marinaccio was in play, which, hey, that would be that would be a nice pickup for the Yankees. I Hell guess. Yeah. I mean, the easy thing to do is to get Miguel uh, Miguel Castro off the roster. I don't even think Boone warmed him up once. No, you remember seeing I don't him even out think there, he was so. there. He was there in spirit. Yeah. Uh, and what do you think about this? Let's do, let's talk about this for a second. Boone said that Frankie Montas could possibly in, be in play. I hate it. Because you're not going to start him. I hate it because, A, you're not going to start him. We talked about, I mean, could he find a role out of the bullpen maybe, but. D- doing ta- what? Pick, picking up Sunflower Yeah, seeds? I mean, look, you're talking about a guy who hurt or not left such a bad taste in your mouth during the season. He just truly didn't have it. Why take that risk? What are you honestly going to utilize him for? Why would you, the, why would you put him on the roster? I mean, the only other guy I could think of, let's let me look this up real quick. The only other guy I could think of off the top of my head that could come off the roster would be Licky. We didn't even see him warm up either. Right. You don't remember seeing Lucas Licky warming up at all. No, I actually completely forgot he existed. That surprised, honestly, dude. You want to talk about things that surprised me in situations where you could you could have thought that the Yankees would have went to him or even got him here. All right, so if Marinaccio comes up, uh, is ready to go, obviously Castro can go, right? Cole, Cortez, Herman, Holmes, Wisica all staying, obviously, right? Uh, yeah, Licky would be the only other guy because Peralta. I mean, they're gonna keep Schmidt. You'd assume, right? Trevino, uh, Tyone, and, and uh, Sevy, right? Those. So, I mean, there, there are two spots. There's two guys there that the Yankees didn't use in the division series. I mean, do you like? The, would you think they would just keep Licky around for another lefty? I mean, do you even honestly? Where would you even use him? If let's say you burned, you use Wanda, you go deep into a game like you're in the and and you're Don Alvarez and stuff, dude. I'd rather I'd I'd rather just fucking give not either walk him or tell him to just hit, give him the free home run than put Licky up to face yeah, him. Yeah, and and in today's baseball, because a reliever has to face three guys, there's no such thing as a lefty specialist anymore. You're really not using Licky for anything. But I truly believe, I really feel like DJ is going to be on this roster. I, yeah, re- so I really at, do. It's, I mean, if you're looking at the position players that were on this uh, DS roster, Bader Cabrera, Carpenter, Donaldson, all, you would say they're all going to still be here, Obviously. right? You, you know Higgy, Judge, IKF, LaCastro, Rizzo, Stanton, Torres, Trevino, right? Mm-hmm. So it leaves Gonzalez and Hicks. You have two spots there. We know Hicks is injured. And then would you re- would the Yankees actually replace Marlon Gonzalez? Which I think if you have to, I mean you right. What role does he play on this team right now? For Lemayu, you have yeah, to. I think it, you have to. And Boone Boone's a fucking moron, dude. I don't want to rip him too much because the Yankees won. I don't think he had a great game today, but the Yankees won, so you know he gets the, he's going to get the credit for it, which he should. I mean, if you're going to rip him when they lose, he gets credit when they win. But he said that. It didn't even come down to merit. The last, the 26th man was was between Gonzalez and Peraza for the DS, right? Mm-hmm. 
And he literally fucking said that it wasn't about merit. It was the fact that Gonzalez was a veteran. What the fuck does that even matter? Yeah. Yeah, not when it's Marwin Gonzalez. I love that. Look, Marwin Gonzalez was a great player. He, he really was. Yeah, for those Astros teams, he really was. But come on. We joked about this all offseason. Half the moves the Yankees made, we said we loved them five years ago. Five years ago. ago. This is one of them. Um, real quick, I just want to read this quote from Nestor Cortez on Giancarlo Stanton. He said, Yeah, he said about the missing ring. He cares. He cares a lot. Before this series even started, this guy, he doesn't speak very much during the season, but when he addresses a team, and when he comes out and speaks, everybody listens to him because obviously he cares. He's been an MVP. He's done it all. I think he's missing a World Series ring. So when it comes down to these moments, he's hands-on with everybody and giving us everything he has, and we appreciate everything he does. Speaking of John Carl Stanton, you want to get you want to get a dig bick yourself? I do. John Carl Stanton, when asked about facing the Astros, revenge is whatever for me. It's what right now they're in the way of where we need to go so we got to take care of them fucking love it dude i love big g man i i I, i've certainly ripped him when he struggled but i've been someone and there's not many people out there you probably also who has never once questioned having him on this team questioned that his his contract was a mistake i've always loved this guy in the last two postseasons now well, last year, well, only well, one game, but three. But you hit a home run in. Did he? I thought it went off the wall. No, he hit a home run in that game. I don't think so. No, he did. Oh, okay. Um, the guy's just been electric. If you, if, you just can't say a bad word about this guy, honestly. And so, I said when he, he missed a ton of games this year. He was hurt again, right? And we never, you know, it was one of those things, we're staying, is he ever coming back? And I said, I don't care. It's not a... Just be just ready like for we, October. Just like when we said, when we got to a point where Cole was like, I don't care what he does anymore. It's all about October. I don't care if John Carl Stanton plays nine fucking... Obviously, I'm going to be pissed, and I'll probably complain about it on this show, but I don't care if he plays nine games next year. If he's ready to go, and he's October, he's playoff G... That's all that matters. That's all man. that matters, man. But like to to all the Yankee fans, and I think they've definitely quieted down over the last couple of years. But to all the Yankee fans saying like he needs to be traded, his contract isn't worth it. It's this not, guy's it been really, your, this guy's been your only fucking offense in the postseason for the last three years. Think about what guys make nowadays. The Yankees are paying him twenty five million dollars a year. Yeah, they're paying that to Josh Donaldson too. Think, yeah, think, it's oh, great. Man, that's a way, great way to put okay. that into perspective right there. Wandy Peralta, okay. Wandy Peralta. Okay. Here's a stat: is the first pitcher to ever this. appear in all five games of a division series. Love it, dude's a fucking workhorse, baby, and he'll be ready to go tomorrow night. Love it. Speaking of tomorrow night, unless there's anything else you want to talk about, no, I'm here. good, man. I'm good. I'm ready. I mean, the Yankees won. The division series is behind us now. Uh, they did what they needed to do, man. It, it was it was it was a tough sled in there, man. And, and you really, honestly, when you woke up Sunday morning, okay, you're saying to yourself, "Is it going to be another one of those October's?" And it, and you know what? We got to the to the ALCS, and we're not going to sit here and tell you that this is all they quote 
you know, this is all they needed to do was to get to this point. It's not. They need to beat the fucking Astros, okay? Yeah, for sure. But there's no way. There's no way that they could have went out in, in, in the ALDS. That just could not happen. No. no, not after 2018. You get knocked out by Boston. And then fucking last year, that awful wild card game. You can't come back out and, and get knocked out in the ALDS. You just can't. You're better than the Cleveland Guardians, okay? You mm-hmm. can't lose to a team that you're better than. Just like if the, you know, you know, we're sitting here in a week and a half, two weeks or whatever it is, and we're looking at a World Series matchup. The Yankees are better than both of those teams. And once you get to that point, you got to complete the fucking mission. Yeah. It, the the, the, only the te- biggest hurdle is is going to be the Astros yet again. That's why with the yeah, there you if you lose to the Astros, it's going to suck. It's going to hurt. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to call for changes, but you lost to a better team. And as much as you don't want to admit it, there's no, there's, there's real, there's, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no shame in losing to the better team. There would have been fucking shame of losing to the Guardians. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So they, they, they did what they needed to do. They won. So now we're looking at, you know, Jamison Tyone's been through a lot in his life. Two Tommy Johns. The guy battled fucking cancer. So game one in the ALCS is nothing to this guy. Go out there and can you give me five good innings? Can you get can can you give me five winning innings tomorrow? I think he gives you five and gives up three. I really do. And I signed for that. I signed for that all day. I really do. I think he gives you three three runs. They probably come earlier in the game. Settles in. His- which is his, his MO. Yeah, gives you five five pretty solid innings. And once again, the Yankees, especially against the Astros, they're going to have to rely on their offense. The offense has to keep coming out. If they're going to get all their runs from home runs, I don't care. You just got to do it. All right, So for and I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, after the Yankees lost on Saturday night, when the Indians, I keep saying the Indians. They're the Indians. Well, Brandon Tierney refuses. I don't know if he refuses to call them the guard. I've been listening to a lot more sports talk radio recently because I finished the Talking Sopranos podcast and I really don't know what else to listen to. Plus, the Giants are good. The Yankees are in the postseason, so like it's it's fun to listen. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> so uh, he keeps calling them the Indians. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's doing it on purpose. Or it's just like everybody else, it's been ingrained in your mind forever. That it's just like a, a it's like a muscle reflex that you say it. And Tiki Barber kind of got mad at him today, and he was like, "Guardians." I call him. I actually, who says it? What's his name? Tierney. Yeah. I actually really like him. I actually like listening to him. I like Tiki Barber, but I can't. He kind of bores me. But uh, anyway, I just called him Cleveland. When I refer to them, I try to just refer to them as Cleveland. Yeah, because it, it's it, you know because you can't calling the guardians is childish. It's childish. They're the Indians. And somebody tried to explain to me the other day why they're called the the guardians, and I'm like, I literally don't care. No, it doesn't. I mean, you could show me a picture of that fucking bridge all you want to. I don't care. Yeah, no. They're Cle- so Cleveland. When the guardians, all right, when they won on Saturday by hitting 18 singles in the ninth inning, people were like, "Dude, that's why you gotta play small ball. That's why you gotta play small ball." The Yankees won the series. Be, uh, why, Chris? How many home runs did the Yankees hit in the series? Nine. Yeah, nine. 
the Guardians hit three. The Yankees won again, and it's been playing out almost at a very high percentage. If somebody in the chat knows this, I'm sure somebody will tweet it at some point. I got to say it's it's over 70% of teams that out-homer the other team win in, in the playoffs. That's it, man. Look, the Yan- score runs however you want, but we all know the Yankees are at their best and win the most with the long ball. So just give it to me. So what, honestly, tomorrow night, what do you think is more likely going to happen? Justin Verlander, I mean, I know he had a really bad start against Seattle, which almost kind of means he's, he's going to be out looking for blood tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to be more likely? He hangs the slider, a curveball, and Judge hits it 400 feet, or the Yankees string together four hits for two runs? 400 feet. Exactly. So, I mean, that's why, you know, team. it's hard to string together the tight – those, those innings, that's the aberration what Cleveland did in the ninth inning. That's not how teams generally put right. rallies together in October. Right. So, do you want to offer a prediction for the series? Uh, for the series? Yeah, I do. This is the Yankee fan speaking. I'm sorry. Okay, this isn't, this isn't an unbiased opinion. It is very biased. Because like we said, Houston, you got to admit, is the better better equipped team. But I'm taking Yankees in seven. Do you want me to give you my answer as a Yankee fan or as, what I, as, as if I was just analyzing this series on paper? Don't give me your analyze on paper. Because there's no need for it. There's no need to put it out in the in in the atmosphere. Then the Yankees are then the Yankees are winning in seven. The Yankees are winning in seven. Okay. I mean they're gonna they're they're sell. We've seen Houston uh, celebrate enough. Now it's time for the Yankees to celebrate. Okay. Boom. My only fear, my only fear, and this is something that I pray that we can break down in in, in you know, how many eight days or whatever it is is that this series, if the Yankees win, is going to remind me a lot of 2003. Well, the Yankees were just fucking gassed in the World Series. Well, you got two things that benefit both the Yankees or the Astros if they uh, advance to the World Series. The first thing is that they are both they both have better records than uh, both the National League teams, obviously, so they, so they have home, home field advantage. And second... You know, I know both of those teams are hot right now. The the Padres and and the Phillies, they were both wild card teams, and they're going to be exhausted too. They played more games, and you know, I know they're they're catching lightning right now. Yeah, but but the Yankees the Yan- and the Astros the Yankees, are much better teams than both of those teams, Yankees in my opinion. To, for the Yankees to win this series, for the Yankees to win this series, okay, they have to go to war. It's going to be a fucking bloodbath for them to win this series. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be a battle, man. It's going to be a battle. It will be an upset. It will be a, a true upset. But I but I genuinely, as much as I, if you want to ask me objectively, believe that the Astros are better equipped uh, to win this thing and to win it all, I genuinely believe the Yankees have what it takes to get it done. And it's going to start with obviously stealing a game in Houston, and like I said, Garrett Cole getting out get there wild? in Game Three you get wild and, and Yankees, shoving it down their Yankees, throat. You want to get wild and say the Yankees steal one in Houston and sweep all three at the stadium? You want to get wild? I'll get wild. <laughs> I'll get fucking wild. I love the Yankees at home, obviously, 
especially with Garrett Cole taking the ball game three. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right fucking now. If the Yankees steal a game in Houston, they go home 1-1. They cannot lose this series. They, they cannot lose this series. No, because outs- remember in 2017, they lost both of those games in Houston. One of and them was off. one of them was what one nothing. Yeah, I think they were both like two to one, two one to nothing one, one nothing. Yeah, and then they sweep at home. I remember Tanaka had a brilliant performance. They Gary sw- Sanchez, Sanchez. They sweep at home, and then they just had to win one more fucking game. And you knew when they lost Game Six that they just they weren't going to get it done in Game Seven in Houston. So they have to steal one. Whether that be with Tyone or Sevy, they have to steal one. And like I said, Garrett Cole takes the ball game three. It sounds like a disadvantage, but him getting the ball, whether they're down 0 2, I love him getting the ball game three at home, or they're tied 1 1, getting the ball at home in that pivot game there, and they take a 2 1 series lead. You cannot, you, if you get one of these first two games, you can't lose the series. I, I, no. I can't live with that. No. I mean, I can't live with them losing this series at all, personally. I can't lose to the fucking Astros again in the postseason. But if you go down 2 nothing and it ends, it ends. But if you do your job in Houston, you can't lose a series. No. In fact, don't even let it get back. In fact, don't even let this shit get back to Houston. Fuck it. Steal two. Steal two? Steal two. Fuck it. Let's go. I'm telling you right now, Houston was able to win that series in Seattle because they overcame a bad Verlander start. They were going to, honestly, you know what? You can say Framber Valdez and all these other guys, pitchers they have, and they have Alvarez and, and, and Bregman and Altuve. They got, it's a great, they're a great fucking team. They're better than the Yankees. I'm going to, I'll admit it. They're better than the Yankees. But if they don't come back in game one, they're in trouble. They were in trouble in that series. Seattle yeah. played them fucking tough. Seattle was ga- Seattle was done. They were cooked after they blew that fucking game. Now, you know, Castillo went out there. He had a, you know, he, he got beat late, but he had a really good game in game two. They won 18 innings scoreless. Like, you know, so Seattle still played them pretty tough. But you knew they were cooked after they blew that fucking game. They weren't going to win that series. You know, they had a chance for an upset if they would have held on in, 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 that, in that game where they beat up Verlander. The Yankees beat Verlander tomorrow. There's no fucking excuse in the world that you can come up with why they don't win this series. If they take game one and beat Verlander, I don't want to hear shit when, if they don't about them possibly losing this ALCS. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if they, if, if they win game one beating Verlander, and I know we have Cole on the mound in game three at worst 1-1, I feel really, really fucking good about the Yankees going into the World Series this year. Absolutely. So we know again. We're looking at the fucking ALCS schedule. It's games one and two. Uh, when tomorrow's, I don't even know what the fuck is going on. Wednesday and Thursday, day off Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday, Monday, um, Tuesday, Wednesday. Right? Is that how it goes? And you're gonna play five in a row if it goes seven. So crazy. Um, we probably will not be back until after the ALCS. So, yeah, I was uh, thinking that. You know, maybe we'll see if there's a we'll see if there's a spot for us to record. If not, we'll be back after the ALCS. But 
I will definitely be on Patreon at some point during the OCS, just like I was after game. I was on after game two, right? I think I yeah. recorded something after game two. Yeah, right. So go to patreon.com slash NYYST, $5 a month. Get you bonus shows. It'll get you definitely bonus shows during the, this ALCS. Um, so please head on over there. You know, follow us on Twitter at NYYST underscore podcast. And, uh, you know, let's go, man. You know, next time we talk to you, I want to be, I don't want to be like. I want to pen it. I, I, pen I don't want to be sitting here talking about how we fucking lost to the Astros again. I want to be sitting here talking about how we're going to beat the fucking Phillies again in the World Series. Okay. That's what I wanted to be talking about right. next time we record the NYYST podcast. So, you know, in the immortal words of SGR, go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. NYYST. This is New York. Yankee Sports Talk, yep. swinging for the fences, knock it out the park. This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk, Woo. Christian and Chris, of course, SGR. Yeah. This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk, yeah. call me New York, Yankee Sports Talk. Uh. Record, rain and shine, grab your shades and umbrellas, NYYST, you're hanging with the fellas.